Welcome to Unity of Tucson. So, it's Boxing Day. It's Boxing Day. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about Boxing Day in, in just a moment, but because, I, because this is really the season of uh, Christmas, Christmas tide that leads up to Epiphany on January 6th, that's the tradition. Um, the idea, as we talked about on Friday night, is uh, that we are now awakened to the Christ consciousness that is inherent within, that that is part of remembering who we are. We have birthed the Christ consciousness in our soul, and we get to do this every single year. And here's what I love about this idea is that as we birth repeatedly that Christ consciousness, it is a constant reminder that we have power in the expression and experience of our lives. We have power. Now, the power we have is in addressing the relationship to the circumstances of our lives. Our relationship to the circumstances of our lives. And this time of year, there are a lot of relationships to address. I was thinking this morning about uh, the time that I lived in Canada. I lived in Toronto, Ontario for six years uh, as the senior minister of a church up there. And I, so I used to do a lot of travel. Now, I'm originally from Tucson, and I used to travel a lot. So at the holidays, you know, I would go to the airport in Toronto, and I would find my way somehow to this little airport here in Tucson. Um, international, you know, Tucson is an international airport, but they don't have flights direct from Canada. So I was thinking about one year where, ah, oh, I had so many delays and layovers. You ever experienced that? I mean, think about Toronto in the winter in a big major airport and everybody's trying to travel and, you know, it can be really treacherous, the weather up there. I, I, part of the reason I decided to move back to Tucson is because after six Canadian winters, I was done. <laughs> so there were lots of layovers. There were lots of layovers. Um, and, and delays. So this one year, uh, I was leaving Toronto. Uh, I had done my Sunday service, and I like rushed to the airport because I had a late flight that day, and I get to the airport, and I am waiting, and the sign comes up that says there's going to be a delay, so my rushing was sort of for naught. Um, so I'm waiting to get on the plane, waiting to get on the plane. Finally, you know, after a delay, we get on the plane, and then they roll us out to uh, the, where they de-ice the wings and everything, and then they roll us out to the tarmac, and we get into the line, and we're waiting and waiting and waiting. We were waiting for over 45 minutes to take off. Now, I was flying from Toronto to San Francisco and then from San Francisco to Tucson because that's the most direct route, apparently. <laughs> so I missed my connection in San Francisco because by the time they uh, got the issues addressed that delayed us for 45 minutes, they actually ended up taking us back to the gate. We deplaned, got on a different plane to actually go to San Francisco. Um, I got to San Francisco and I thought, well, here I am. I had missed my flight by just a few minutes, not that I would have made it because I had to change terminals and there if you change terminals, you have to go through, uh, you have to go through um, uh, security checkpoints again, and it was, you know, and you know how that can be. Um, 
So the next flight that they were able to book me on from San Francisco to Tucson was a full eight hours later. And I'm thinking to myself, well, if you know where the San Francisco airport is in relationship to the city, it's not really quite enough time to leave, go enjoy the city, and then come back. I would literally have been in a cab, gone to the city and said, how lovely, and told the cabbie, take me back to, San to the airport now so that I can get back in line to go through security. So I decided, well, I'm just going to stay here in the airport. Just allow myself this opportunity to choose what my relationship to the circumstances are going to be. I could have decided to have been in upset. I could have decided to have been in despair, that my flight was delayed and that my family was waiting for me, and it's all delayed, 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 delayed. Or I could let my present circumstances be rooted in a consciousness of love, light, joy, in the experience I was having and look and find those things in the experience that I was having. So I had the most magnificent experience for eight hours in the San Francisco airport. I couldn't tell you today what I did, but I know I had a great time. <laughs> I did have, I, that, that, that particular Sunday had, was Christmas Eve. And so I did have my Christmas Eve dinner, not with my family, but with, uh, but, but with, um, with myself in San Francisco at the airport. I had the realization, I had the realization, this is a great lesson to never be upset about the present. Never, there's never a reason to be upset about the present. Because I can't be upset about my present and expect my future to work out in the way that I would like it to. Because if I'm carrying that consciousness in my present moment into the next moment and the next moment and the next moment, I am consistently informing my future me. And so if I am choosing to live in that state of mind, what am I going to continue to create? I could, stand, I could stand up here and go, oh, woe is me. I have had a cold, and I don't sound as good as I usually do. I could live in that consciousness, but I choose not to. I choose not to. We have the power of our choice to the relationship of our circumstances. So I'm going to encourage us, each and every one of us today to lose any of the upset that we carry. We carry it a lot, right? Sick of it. Let it go. Yes. And live, live in this pure, perfect, joyous moment by deciding that it is a pure, perfect, joyous moment. Let that inner joy that is inherent, just like peace is inherent, let that inner joy inform the circumstances rather than allowing the circumstances to inform our inner life. Now, we're taught something very different in our society. We are taught to look at all the things out there and make determinations about them and how they affect us. They only affect us to the degree that we allow them to affect us. So today, turn it around and say, I am the point of power and I affect everything out there because I know who I am. I remember who I am. We are at choice no matter what. No matter what. People love me no matter what, even the ones that don't like me. <laughs> all is well no matter what 
even when I'm delayed at the San Francisco airport for eight hours. I get to decide, you get to decide, we all get to decide. So what decision are you making today? How will you build a better future by understanding that your future is your present moment? One of my favorite questions to ask is to see if anybody who is present, or if you're online, it's not as easy to answer me directly, but I do look at comments on the, uh, on, after the service, I go look at the comments that come up online. So I, one of the, my favorite questions to ask is, if anyone here lives, has ever lived in regret? <laughs> Just me? <laughs> yeah. What is your relationship to regret? What is the relationship you have to regret? Is your today filled with any regrets? Because I could very easily look at things in my past and say, oh gosh, all those horrible things that happened, and live in regret. And not just regrets from the distant past, which are very easy to find, but I could look at ways that I may be carrying regrets from 10 minutes ago something that didn't quite work out the way I thought it should. And if I carry that with me, and I start packing up all those regrets, like I'm carrying, carrying a bag. I don't know if you remember the first talk I ever gave here at Unity of Tucson. I grabbed my bag and I started talking about all the things we put in our bag, and we carry that around, and it weighs us down until we decide that we're done with what we've put in that bag. Regrets are very heavy. Regrets are very heavy. So even something that I may be carrying from five minutes ago, I must be willing to take it out of the bag, lay it down, and let it be done. Only you can let yourself off the hook. No one else is going to do it for you. I may encourage you to let yourself off the hook, but only you can let yourself off the hook for any of those past regrets you may be experiencing. So it begs the question once again, what is your relationship to the circumstances? What is your relationship, your inner life relationship to the circumstances? God's creative action is working through you all the time, 100% of the time. So if you are holding on to regret, that is going to contribute to your present moment experience. And God is going to say, "Mm, yes, not that God is something out there, but God always says yes. God always is affirmative and God is always constructive. So the, the nature of creative spirit that we call God is going to take that regret and say, I will give you more of the same. That's the opportunity. That's how powerful we are as creative beings. If we maintain that mindset, then we are going to have the results in form of that mindset. What you believed to be true yesterday has no bearing on who you are right now or ever will be again except to the degree that you allow it. What you believed to be true 30 seconds ago has no bearing on who you are now or who you can or will be. You get to decide. It is a present moment, moment by moment decision to live magnificently. What we have done in the past is only carried into the now because we consent to it. That's it. We have the power to let it go. Too many of us try to fix the mistakes of the past. You ever do that? It's like, oh, 
something horrible happened, and now I'm going to put all of my energy into trying to fix that thing that happened back there. Well, that doesn't exist anymore. So the only thing we can fix is our present moment relationship. That's it. Because that's taking it out of trying to address the circumstances and addressing the source of the outflow of circumstances. By thinking that something circumstantial, some activity or some act of repentance, (laughs) some open expression of guilt or remorse, if we think that any of that is going to change the past, we are woefully mistaken. The only thing that can change our past is our decision to let the past be the past. That's it. And there's nothing special we have to do to do that except make the decision. Nothing, nothing at all changes past experience. So let's stop putting so much energy to try to change the past. The only thing that can change is our inner life our mindful relationship. So I think about one of the things that I could look at as a regret, and that is the decision to call my message today Boxing Day. And then I think, to, I think to that great lesson that I learned from one of my mentors in ministry that said, don't ever let the title of your message get in the way of what you need to say. <laughs> Boxing Day has various origin ideas. Now, uh, in medieval times, it was the day that churches opened the alms box and distributed to the poor, distributed what had been collected throughout the year to the poor. It's one of the potential... Uh, roots of the idea of Boxing Day. Um, it's also been uh, offered up that it's the day that the servants, you know, when there was a real class structure, that the servants of the upper classes would actually get to celebrate the Christmas holiday, and they would receive a box from their employer of gifts um, or money or food that was left over from the feast yesterday. There are many different ideas about how the term Boxing Day came about. The gift, I believe, the gift that we can all receive on Boxing Day is that we get to carry forth the love that we all experienced yesterday and make that a decision. We don't need to box it up to present it. We don't need to box it within. We get to express it fully. To truly live the gift, we must release the past. We must release the past. Is that easier said than done? Perhaps. Perhaps. But that's why I encourage consistency in our spiritual practice. Consistency is key. When we are consistent in our spiritual practice, and if you watch my videos throughout the week, I I pretty much always say this, It is consistency and spiritual practice that makes life better. We must be consistent. And as we close out this year, many of us, many among us are going to, ready? Create New Year's resolutions. Oh, that time of year is coming up. 
New Year's resolutions. And many, many outlets in the media are probably going to start running stories about how fruitless it is because you're gonna make your resolution and then by the end of January, you will have abandoned it. Anyone have that experience? You are not relegated to the expression of your past. What has been your success or lack thereof in the past does not inform who you are right now. So if you are choosing to make a resolution, you are not relegated to think or live in the idea, uh, in the idea that it is going to fail by the end of January. Do not let your past inform your present. Let your present inform your future. The concept of resolution is magnificent. I love the concept of resolution. In fact, um, oftentimes in prayer, when I'm in the, in the expression of prayer, I will use the phrase, I resolve, or I am resolved. Now, the reason that I do that is because it feels to me, and this is the important part, it feels specific and definite when I say, I resolve, and then state what it is that I am resolved about. There is power in specificity and definitiveness. So let that be a part of your spiritual practice. As you pray, allow yourself to be resolved in that prayer specifically and definitely, and then see what unfolds as the result. Resolved to me means letting go also of any attachments that I may have to the limited ideas of the outcome of the prayer. It allows me to let go of any limited ideas as to the outcome of my future. I get to live in this here and now moment. There is an inherent and infinite potential expressing through each and every one of us. And I say, let us unbox it today on Boxing Day. Let that be the gift we have received, that we get to open up and allow that magnificent potential to express itself more fully, more wholly, more joyfully than ever before. Consider for a moment the power that you have to create. You are the infinite, and so the infinite power of creation is coursing through you all the time, no matter what. You are the reason we have convened here today. Do you believe that? This entire experience that has propped itself up around you is because of your decision to have this experience prop up around you. I showed up because you decided you wanted me here. All these people showed up because you decided you wanted them here. Everything in your world is your creation. Everything. It is your infinite consciousness and your use of the infinite consciousness that has created this moment. If you happen to be reliving some past hurt, some regret, remember that that moment has been created by you and you are the one who gets to recreate that moment. Recognize that you are the catalyst of change. It's all up to you. It's all up to you. Because it is all made up by you. It's all made up by you. And so it is. Peace and blessings to you. You are magnificent. I'm not gonna sing. So the homework today is this. 
as we step into this week, the practice that I would like for us to engage in is to each day take care of one of six aspects of our life. Mind, body, spirit, space, family, and the world. Keep each practice simple. So for example, you can take care of the aspect of mind by reading something new. If you've never picked up Daily Word, pick up Daily Word in our bookstore. It has a different reading for every single day. You can take care of the aspect of body by taking 10 minutes to stretch. Oh, I love stretching. With this shirt, I can't stretch very easily. You can take care of the aspect of spirit in your life by taking just a few moments to meditate. You can take care of the aspect of space in your life. You ready for this one? By tidying up your junk drawer. <laughs> Some, in my mind, I'm thinking, that's going to be more than just a little. <laughs> it's going to be a lot. Take care of the aspect of family by calling someone this week and just having a conversation. Take advantage of, or take, take uh, sorry, take time to inform and express this aspect of your life in the world. Volunteer somewhere. It doesn't have to be, I'm volunteering. It gets to be, I'm volunteering. I'm being of service. So that's the homework this week, to take time each day to take care of one of six aspects in your life and do a different one each day. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.